0: hello friends i'm your host chris through i'm a former royal marines commando i've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents welcome to the port the t-shirt podcast anthony how are you sir
1: hello chris uh, good to see you again and-
0: yes is
1: keep up
0: a, the good work. <laughs> yes, it's becoming a regular thing.
1: You are highly respected, uh, so you keep on doing what you're doing.
0: Yeah, that's really kind. You say we're just trying to tell the truth, Anthony, in a world where it's becoming increasingly difficult, isn't it, to 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 be honest? And
1: yes, um, it, it's a it's a very important word that because funny enough. um uh, Jamie Hunt and Rishi Sunak, uh, when they made the financial statements, made great play of we've got to be honest with the British public, uh, but they're, they're they're not being honest whatsoever uh, because they admitted that the economic crisis we're in has been primarily caused by the energy crisis, which they in turn blame on russia uh and but that is where it's dishonest because the energy crisis has in fact been caused by the government's policies on russia and ukraine and that's simply because if you look at um the situation in ukraine and russia uh that area is responsible for a huge uh, uh number of um energy supplies natural resources minerals and so on but particularly from russia so if you uh, go down the road of sanctioning dealing with russia uh you're cutting off a lot of your supplies now basically uh the uk has not been that dependent upon uh russian energy supplies but a lot of uh western europe has been and because we've gone along with uh, the EU sanctions, uh, what it's meant has been that uh, if you make certain proportion of the energy supplies unavailable, then the available energy supplies from the rest of the world go up in price, which, which we know. So we have done some, when I say we, the government have done self-inflicted harm on the UK economy uh, because of these sanctions. They put up the, the energy prices, which in turn have affected the whole of the economy. And what where they're not being honest is if they actually ended these sanctions and ended this Ukraine uh, proxy war, within, within days, the energy prices would go down, uh, not just uh, for um ourselves but many other countries as well because we are seen as of the united states the key supporter of the ukraine government so we even as you know back in april boris johnson went to ukraine and persuaded them not to sign a peace deal with russia Uh, and uh, that has prolonged the war it's prolonged the agony of the ukrainian people because we often forget about you know what's in the interest of ukrainian people uh, and the bottom line is they've never been asked themselves if they want to be involved in in this conflict they uh have compulsory cons- conscription so a lot of them are just being thrown into the front line as gun fodder uh in in a pointless war which, which say they can't win um and what you know what is the purpose of it all. And that's the question we all need to be asking, uh, because both Rishi Sunak and um, um, Jeremy Hunt, the uh, chancellor, have said, we must suffer for the sake of freedom and democracy in Ukraine. And you only have to investigate the situation to see that uh, that basically doesn't exist they um the president lalenski the Zelensky government shuts down opposition parties and opposition media so it's certainly not for the sake of um any freedom there. um so we we the british public are being asked to make these big sacrifices uh for nothing if you, if you actually look at it because mm-hmm. it's not a question of fighting for access to energy supplies and uh, other vital materials which and, and foodstuffs of course um, because they have always been available to us we weren't being stopped with having access to those supplies uh, by this Russian Ukraine uh, conflict it's actually our own government who decided to virtually commit suicide by their own actions in the mistaken belief that sanctions against russia would actually harm them whereas in fact what appears to be the case is russia has uh, become stronger economically because they're getting much uh, higher prices for their energy supplies from elsewhere and it seems that the majority of the world is quite happy to deal with Russia. We're talking about eighty-eight percent of the world, whereas the the minority of the world who are not who are sanctioning Russia, and that's the United States, the UK, EU, uh, and one or two other countries. They are the ones who are suffering because of infecting sanctions um but so we've got this massive economic damage um and we we we've seen we've seen with the the energy prices and we've now seen uh the chancellor say that there's not not going to be the same level of financial support for consumers from april of next year so we're already paying too much anyway uh we're going to be paying more and it's not just that it's the overall cost of living uh we've already got nearly 11 percent inflation um and uh obviously where we the, it's been admitted we're in a recession so that means job losses it means the business is going under uh and just overall economic damage to uh the economy and it's actually even worse than the situation we had under the COVID-19 pandemic situation when the government spent nearly 500 billion uh, most people would say misspent Um, and uh, funny enough um, uh, Michael Gove was in the firing line on Sky uh, Television today for uh, certain contracts which We're useless and a waste of millions of pounds of taxpayers' money. Uh, And, you know, all these things will probably start to be coming out now. So we're in this crisis energy situation, literally just after uh, we were, you know, had this over expenditure on the COVID situation and perhaps had a chance of recovering. And the government then decides to put us in this um, Ukraine proxy war, which serves no one's interests. It doesn't serve our interests as a nation. We've never had any strategic or any economic reason to get involved in this uh, conflict because, as I said, our, our interests were protected. So um, it's it's not just the overall economic uh, aspect. It's the fact that um, we are also putting taxpayers' money into uh, Ukraine. And it's estimated that we spent about 10 billion pounds so far. Uh, and that's a combination of arms aid and so-called other aid, which we, we don't know how transparent that is. And of course, um, the cost of Ukrainian refugees in this country is well over one and a half billion. And we have to bear in mind: if we'd uh, stop this war happening in the first place, there wouldn't be any Ukrainian refugees. Um, so we're 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 in, a, in an absolutely dis- disastrous situation. Um, but because the government is using the same methods to control the media agenda as they did during covid it's virtually impossible to get a proper debate on this issue mm. which is why uh what you're doing Chris and what other people are doing is is very important because uh you know the vast majority of the British public have no idea about the real situation in Ukraine and and how much it is it, it isn't in our interest to to be be involved at all so it, it, it it's i've come to the conclusion and have been discussing this with a number of people that um we really have got to get out on the streets like we've done on other our uh, freedom issues got to go uh to protest to uh downing street to the, the ministry of defense um and i have some really mass protests and get the message across um because every area of public life is affected by by this um huge mistake of getting involved in the ukraine and uh people can look at examples in their own area where, where i live they just cancelled a 10 million pound new uh letter center because of lack of money and these sort of things are happening all over the the country and another consequence of the, these ukraine policies uh because the government's short of money and they can't give uh sufficient money to local councils they're telling local councils they can increase rates by uh five percent and of course one of the terrible things about uh council tax is that it's not related to ability to pay um so you know if you're a well-off person in a three-bedroom property with a family uh you pay the same rates as if as if you're if it's occupied by a poor family uh so all these measures which are, are coming about are going to hit uh the lower to middle owners uh far more than those in, in the upper earnings brackets. Uh, but if we go back to the financial statement that I mentioned earlier on, which the Chancellor recently um, gave, uh, they're talking about another $55 billion, uh, of savings, which they're going to get through um, $35 um, million in income tax rises for everyone, so even people who are not paying tax at the moment are going to get in the tax band, and another 25 in terms of um, uh, cuts in government expenditure. Uh, So that's going to be pretty disastrous because we will have a number of areas where we're going to suddenly find that that those services are reduced or withdrawn. Uh, So um, these are reasons why we should all be standing up and, and um, you know, making sure these things don't happen. And it is actually not impossible because the government has been known to change its mind before if you put the pressure up. But what, what's happened with the Ukraine situation is uh, we've been too muted, a number of key people have been too frightened to to stand up on the issue as they did perhaps on uh the covid situation and it's absolutely imperative on this that everyone uh does have one voice and say you know enough is enough um it's you know it's an intolerable burden to put on the the british nation uh which is which is basically not justified whatsoever uh you know as part of the campaign on this we we are uh pushing a petition which hopefully you can uh make your um viewers aware of mm. and that petition is for there to be a referendum on this issue for the british public to decide on whether the United Kingdom should be neutral in the Russian-Ukraine conflict um, because what what has happened uh Boris Johnson got the UK involved in this uh back in February when the conflict started with no authority from parliament with no authority from his par- party but in particular no authority from the, the British people and since then that involvement has increased, uh, not just through him, but with Liz Truss, the former prime minister. And now um, we've had um, the uh, Norman Wisdom lookalike, Rashid uh doing exactly the same. And arrogantly um, not taking the slightest bit of interest in whether the British public approved in this matter. So there's really no alternative except to ask for a referendum because we've got the opposition parties who've been as muted on this issue as they were on the COVID-19 situation. So we're we're barely getting any help at all uh, from MPs. So we've got to put the pressure on MPs for you know for those who are perhaps. 50 50 on the issue to push them into uh taking some action and for there to be the truth now one of the key things about having the truth is to have debate and um you only have to have debate on this issue for uh the, the you know the whole general public to be aware uh that um the you know the government hasn't been telling the truth on this whole issue uh, about not just the the conflict itself but the key thing is what is actually in the interests of the united kingdom and what's the interests of uh, the british people and um what what we've had so far has been if anyone has tried to raise the issue they've been accused of being a russian student or a putin apologist or whatever uh and you know, it's similar to when we had the COVID situation. We had, you know, insulting words given to those of us who questioned the the government's um, agenda. Uh, so, um, what what going back to the petition uh, because it's gone over the ten thousand, it does get a government initial response, and um, that initial response is pretty low quality. And just goes on about how awful they say, uh, President Putin and Russia are, uh, doesn't deal with the wording of the petition and fails to mention, uh, the key issues of uh, whether there's been a public mandate and whether there should be a referendum. So we, we are, uh, with the petition procedure, you're entitled to, um, write back and get uh further clarification from the government and uh we've done that and they still haven't addressed the issue of uh having a referenda so uh my view is the government's in a very weak position because they know that um this is something they got no mandate on and of course it never was in the 2019 uh general election um manifesto of the conservative party either but i i don't think it's something you can um you know you, you it's not an issue which you can have uh in a general election it's an issue which has to be a referendum issue because it's a a separate issue to to party political um matters so um my my my, um uh request to anyone listening is um if you're happy to help with the campaign um to put british british interests first uh and um you know to put pressure on uh the government to change their mind on the ukraine policies um please sort of get in touch with me i'm sure chris can pass on details to me uh but I'm also I can be messaged on um my Twitter account which is at Tony underscore Weber or can also be contacted on on Facebook as well but uh you know we've really got to be um standing up on this this um particular issue um mm. and I I would add that um There's a by-election on at the moment, which is on the 1st of December in the city of Chester. And we had um, been in touch with all the nine candidates to ask them to give their opinion on the government, Ukraine policy and whether they would support having a a national referendum on the issue. And uh, only three of the candidates actually um bothered to respond and um they know they're helped by the media because uh candidates in an election will respond to questions if they know the answers are going to be in the media uh but we uh informed all the local media this as well as the national media but it's been completely blocked so um the 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 answers on all this but they're put out uh will just be in the, the alternative media and not what i call the old mainstream media so i think the, the ukraine issue has shown yes again that we really urgently need a free media uh because you can't say you've got a free society if you haven't got a free media because you're not having debate um and it's the same with this city of chester by-election they've had one or two uh hustings meetings where they've only asked the mainstream candidates now to me that isn't having a democratic system you should have all nine candidates whatever their favour so to speak you should give them all an equal uh chance with the with the public uh but i personally uh do not think much of candidates who are so arrogant that they they don't bother to respond to very um serious questions um so that that that's where we we are on that with the uh ukraine but whether i've left anything out if you think i have uh chris which might need
0: well yeah can i mean can i come in there anthony uh i've never voted never will until it's in the interest of humanity okay i'm not going to vote in a corrupt system for my own slavery and i encourage everybody else to wake up to that slavery we've got an issue here anthony i'm just going to throw a few things out there and this is literally scratching the surface but first we need to ask questions such as How was Zelensky brought to power and put in such, such a powerful place? Well, we know that. He was brought to power by a chap called Ihor Kolomoisky. Mm. uh, I don't know if oligarch is the right word, but let's just say multi, multi multi-billionaire. Also wanted for, uh, and this is all on the internet, folks. This is not me saying this. Uh, Wanted for certain crimes, I believe in the US so he's brought his boy to power and of course these individuals Anthony they they're all in a big club and we ain't in it right (laughs) let's talk about who else is in the big club certain Prime Minister called Rishi Sunak I don't even know much about the guy because I don't I can't watch that mainstream nonsense you know, I've done the brainwash thing. And it was about 20 years ago now. I choose life and I choose freedom and I choose love and I choose peace, kindness, and empathy. But that doesn't mean that uh, I haven't done a bit of research. And what that came up with is he's got a 1% share or between him and his partner. I don't know if it's his wife, but in uh, Infosys, which was an Indian founded company by her father um this has meant that the net wealth of that family or the income rather is something like 750 million a year even if it was 1 million in a year that's that that's the flag right because why money corrupts money leads to power power corrupts and as lord acton informed us all power corrupts at Absolutely. So we have some would argue an absolutely corrupt prime minister, and and um, you know the the same uh, for Ukraine. Now, I don't really, I, I, you know, I don't get the whole politics thing. I mean, vaguely, but my understanding is that Boris Johnson moved aside to make way. And Liz Truss is his, what we call in the military, the 2IC, the second in command, automatically took that place as a tokenistic puppet position, knowing full well that she was then going to get moved aside for World Economic Forum member Rishi Sunak. He's World Economic Forum, as is his father-in-law. Infosys, this company that has just signed deals with BlackRock and Vanguard, or you know, certainly one of the two, I believe both, it, and, and failing that, they're both shareholders in that company. Um, when we look at companies like BlackRock and Vanguard, we're going to find the same club as Ihor Kolomoisky. You know, this, uh, these people that come across as just total sociopaths with no love of humanity, with just an utter lust for power, and um of course who's Infosys doing business with? Well, Russia. This is the level of corruption. I mean, not doing business with Russia isn't corruption, but when, when the US is what have they mandated that, that, that certain, you know companies shouldn't done, and then there's all these loopholes built into that that actually, no, you can just carry on as normal because it's not about the people and freedom and you know, Donbass region, except it's, it's nothing to do with that. It's a proxy war for the big club to further strangle their hold on on humanity. Um Rishi Sunak rocking up at some underground station to sell poppies. Um hang on, uh, you're the member of the club that loves war. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're the member of the club that creates All the wars, you know, and I just want to give a big shout out, Anthony, to people like yourself and and the wonderful members of the public out there that have woken up to this scam. And I think there's hope there. I think as we've seen with the last two years, I don't want to discuss that thing. We'll do that at the end, Anthony, because we might have to cut this podcast in half because that is such a hot potato on certain channels we can put that on all our other but as people are seeing i mean again i'm not going to use any of the keywords but but there's a certain documentary that's just come out and it highlights all the stuff that you and i have been saying in our fight for freedom over the last two years and we have fought and we've we've given up our family lives for it we've given up our own incomes to go to you know as you know meetings and 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 plannings and how can we take this forward and so this this documentary's come out it took it's taken the world by storm it it was trending on twitter um the documentary folks by the way is that thing where like you don't live any longer and then the second word is suddenly all right so suddenly right and it took it's taking the planet by storm like everybody is watching this uh documentary incidentally folks it's on our locals channel you can also find it elsewhere on the internet trending for two days on twitter the biggest uh pub what do they call it the, the public marketplace of speech twitter this was trending for two days it probably still is you go on to google there's one listing for it in fact google blocked it purposely any reference to this stock it they blocked it and they put up a disclaimer We're sorry, we don't have enough information on this yet to, you know, include it in our search. Utter nonsense. If I make a change on my website within like 12 hours or something, you can find it on, on Google. Now you go to Google, and I suggest folks do, you type in those two words, you get one search return, one of the most popular documentary on the planet at this moment in time that relates to the pain, the trauma, the suffering that people are going through, the the losses that people have made in not just the financial, but in terms of health, in terms of loved ones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's one listing on Google and it says, and it's by, I think it's The Guardian, oh, this uh, tinfoil hat documentary's come out and it just highlights the nonsense that these so-and-so theorists put out. So I guess what I'm trying to say, Anthony, is we're really up against it here. And I do believe in democracy, of course. I like the old, I heard this um, story years and years ago and it talked about the indigenous communities and let's just say that, you know, what we called the Red Indians when we were kids, which is now the uh, Indigenous Americans, so um, Native Americans, that they had a system where everyone sat around in a circle, the whole tribe. And I know there's many different tribes, but look, let's just pick one. And it didn't matter who you were, whether you were the youngest, the oldest, the most able, the most disabled, you know. If you had a point to put to the chief, you put your hand up, and he had to listen to you, and it had to go into the pot and be considered. And I love that. So I love, yeah, you of know, obviously democracy. And of course, they weren't really burdened, were they, with a system of exchange like we've got—the the 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 interest, the compound interest, the fractional reserve bank lending the mortgage fraud the the ins so so I I reckon that chief would have looked back and genuinely cared for his people and 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 Ching Paoping we still have a bit of a job people are getting wise to this Anthony um
1: that's the positive Chris isn't it because because of the last two two and a half years uh you know at, at the start we were a uh, very few of us very fragmented uh but we have built up almost a sense of camaraderie uh and uh although there are many many different freedom groups and individuals uh many more of us know about um the other groups working with these other groups so we're in a much better position to to fight back and you know it's interesting only yesterday evening i was having a uh conversation with about 10 different groups uh but so happened to be on the subject of the ukraine situation uh so we are in a position where we can uh group together and fight back on on certain issues and the the other thing is um uh, we've even got a particular freedom party we've got the freedom alliance party it's a fledgling party uh but it's trying to do something on the political front uh there are two or three other sort of parties on the freedom um sort of balance i suppose you know partly support freedom issues and of course we're in a situation where we're probably you know when elections come up local elections national elections we're probably going to have to say to people well um you might have to compromise and vote for somebody uh rather than the, the worst scenario if you see what i mean uh but there, there's definitely um i i personally think because we've been so busy campaigning with protests and things like that we've um uh, let us slip political opportunities Um, and to give you one example we had this successful debate on the 24th of October which was brought about by a successful petition for uh, the government to have a public inquiry into COVID-19 vaccine safety and that was the first time the parliament had ever debated that matter so I think there is merit in uh you know following through on these mm-hmm. petitions but I think there's also a lot of opportunity um across the UK there are thousands of independent uh counselors uh there's no reason why uh we can't get freedom issue candidates elected either as independents or if they they want to go inv- involved with one of the freedom um parties because we got to start from the grassroots uh where as the freedom organizations are very community focused uh so there's no reason why we can't extend that by taking power to a local level and then on to a national level i mean i i totally um i i i do understand what you said about not voting because um you know with the two-party system we've got at the moment uh it, it in many cases it doesn't make any difference at all but it's funny how odd situations make you get up and think because one of the responses i had on this by-election in city of chester uh the monster raving lady party said well at least with us you can put in if you don't like the system you can put in your protest vote because their argument uh would you be can you believe we are actually discussing arguments from the Montserratian loony party but you know that's how bad things are but basically they were saying and it's correct if you don't vote it's a, it's a wasted vote because nobody takes any notice of it uh but they do take notice if you uh do a process vote for another uh party which is why uh the government's been losing so many by elections lately because People have been putting their votes for other parties, even if they don't particularly uh, support them. But we've got to step up a gear. And uh, I was like the example of the National Rally Party in France, where uh, they've perhaps taken the best of the policies of what I'll call the old parties and put together a patriotic party, very freedom orientated, and it's managing to get a lot of success um and getting you know 30 40% of the vote and i i've always maintained that if we get organized we 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 can do this uh and that, that was shown when the swiss had a, a referendum on their covid uh, policies uh to everyone's surprise 40 plus percent uh voted against the government so if we can get debate out there people can be aware of the issues and obviously once debate starts then people can be informed about the wider issues like you were touching on some of the things going on behind the scenes with uh the ukraine and how zelensky got to power um you know you apply that to a lot of other countries where uh, globalist controlled politicians have got into power and are running their countries in the interest of globalist vested interest rather than in their own mm-hmm. uh, interests of their own citizens. So um, I, I think there there's, there's certainly grounds for optimism, um, but it, it's a long way to go because um, we have this big problem of the the mainstream media being controlled by uh the globalists and whether it's the bbc or whether it's uh some of the commercial uh media or um newspapers um you'd you'd struggle very hard to find uh, a media outlet which wasn't um, favorable to the globalist uh, agenda so it's it's a difficult situation to be in um i think one of the ways forward is to support parties which are are fighting against the general woke agenda um because there's much more agreement on that and i think the trick is going to be to get those parties to open up their thought process so they look at the wider issues which you and i and many other followers are up to speed on um but um you know we've got to have these wider issues in the public uh arena so people can decide what sort of society they want to live in and whether they've just been told the pack of lies by uh their governments over the over the last few years so um Yes, I, th- I think there are certainly um, grounds for optimism. And um, I-, I think it's like um, when we had the EU referendum, people that were on one side or another. And then you found when we had the freedom issues re- in relation to COVID, uh, lo and behold, you found some people who were on the different sides here in the uh uh eu referendum we're on the same side as you on the freedom issue so Mm. the political agenda is constantly changing for some of us our stance has always been the same uh but we have to recognize that through the force of argument we can get people on our side by revealing the truth to them but um it's as a lot of people have said uh, you can't force that truth on them. Uh, they have to discover it themselves. Mm. Uh, and and that, that, that's the key issue to enable them to discover it them, themselves.
0: Anthony, do you think it's an issue that you, myself, all those wonderful people out there, we fight for justice and what's right? But because I think it's the fact that we, our children come before our own ego or our own selfish needs i think it needs to be recognized in order to find a way forward with all of this is that we do live in a very dumbed down society the conversation that you and i are having now i can i can tell you well i can't tell you you know everything's slightly subjective but in the city i live in i'd say 95% of people would have no idea like what we're talking about it would they would just develop that blank stare and they they'd nod then they'd go and clap the nhs <laughs> um uh it, we have been uh, I, and i'm i'm not judging i mean to be in, in in a way you kind of i'm not sure what the right i was going to say envy but that's i don't <laughs> but you know in a way that 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 simple-mindedness you know, most people these days are just simple-minded, aren't they? They're simple. I I was with three guys the other day. You uh, know, oh geez, they, they was like the the monkeys. You know, <laughs> those free monkey. They, right. they, there was no talk. They, they... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, friends at home. I'm not trying to be purposely negative. I believe in in the the positive I believe fighting spiritual battle and it starts with ourselves I think that's the main thing um I just want to cover that topic Anthony what 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 are your you know your thoughts on that
1: well I I think we we, we have to recognize that it's a lot to do with resources to bring what we we would like to come about to, to actually happen and the freedom movement has been really short of resources, particularly financial resources. Um, now, to to give you an example, um, with this by-election I mentioned, uh, you're talking about upwards of about 80,000 electors. If you're putting out 80,000 leaflets to all of those electors, and you're clever with what you say in those leaflets, uh you're not only going to promote your candidate but you're going to promote uh individual self awareness in in the electors here looking at those leaflets and they're going to look at themselves internally as well as look at um (laughs) externally what's in the interest of their locality and, and of their country and particularly uh re-emphasize their priorities for their own uh, families and one of the issues where we're fighting back on the freedom movement is uh where's the government has been using psychological means uh, against their own people and emotionism for instance um, we have to use the same tactics ourselves and we've got more and more <coughs> people on board who are very professional in those areas and we need to uh employ those skills um but again uh although quite often people are able to provide services at no cost uh quite often because people have family needs they can't work for nothing because they've got to feed their families so we we will have a growing need in the freedom movement to um recognize that uh, if we want to step up a gear if we want to save ourselves individually help other people to save themselves and their families individually and spiritually uh it's something which is going to have to be invested in and i I can only give the advantage uh, the example of uh when i've been involved in uh, at least two referendums one on the better together side in scotland and secondly the uh, eu one if you went into the offices of the campaigning organizations you'd find as i did like 40 to 100 staff working full-time on those campaigns now you look at the individual freedom movements uh most of them are lucky if they can you know pay somebody part-time a little bit for a few hours or whatever and we are up against not just paid government servants we're up against a lot of quangos a lot of um so-called charities who have got plenty of funding so we we in order to take back the agenda uh and take back our lives, we've got to work towards um achieving all these things which um what I'll call the evildoers in the society have managed to do. They've managed to over the last years take over uh not just the government but um you know almost every aspect of uh, bodies which have an influence on the government and it it, it, the the trouble is a lot of us who are freedom mothers we we don't particularly want to get political we'd rather get on with our own lives our own families and so on but in order to protect our own lives and our own families i'm afraid it's now become a duty to um to to get involved And, and that's what we must do whether it's uh you know getting involved in a a local parish council uh, a a local authority council um, but we've got to stop um complaining and actually take action because basically nobody is going to listen to us complaining Mm. but when we're a threat to their authority and we're in danger of taking back control of that authority for ourselves then uh they're going to get that worried and some of the people who are on the borderline are going to um sort of cave in and come on our side and it's if you look at the wider political issue there are so many people in politics who if they see the pendulum is drifting in another direction they will go along with that they'll change sides um uh you know that happens in war situations conflict Mm. situations people go with the winning side and we've got to put across that we are the winning side we've got to increase the morale we've had a period where we've all seen how strong we can be you know had a million on the streets a couple of times but we got to transform that into actually achieving things um and at the moment we we've got to get a sense of direction because we've had a couple of protests very recently where if you looked at the banners they're on about 15 different subjects so if you remember the public you would think well what is this protest all about um and uh you look at um protests by our opposition they don't have You know 15 or 20 different banners on different issues it's all on one issue and what we've got to learn with the freedom movement is certainly we can't give up on all the issues we feel very strongly about but to get the message through we've got to do one at a time so um you know one week we may uh uh want to campaign about keeping cash uh uh one week we may want to you know be concerned about digital id Uh, another week something else uh and certainly have a week where we demand that the government changes its ukraine policy uh but think we've got to learn how to be uh simple and easy to understand and you know it's the same with um the uh the situation we're in with the financial statement with the government um you can uh deal with each issue whether it's um you know should we be spending arms to ukraine and give all the arguments for that you don't need to go down the arguments of the great reset there's plenty of logical arguments as to why we shouldn't be arming ukraine um you know on, you've got to deal with each issue in its own light and I believe like with COVID we had the same argument that uh, a lot of people wanted to uh go down the road the the, the, the great awa- reawakening the great reset etc cetera, etc cetera. uh and that wasn't understood by the public what was understood by the public was how they were affected by of the COVID restrictions mm. and so on. Uh, but we the arguments were there to for anyone to understand why we didn't need to have these those COVID restrictions. But what, what we have mm. found is in the freedom movement, we've got a lot of people on board who came into the movement on normal, straightforward, logical reasons for being against the government policy. And once they're in freedom movements, they then Became educated about the wider issues, what the wider agendas were were all about. So it's like the uh, net zero climate change agenda, and the, you know the government committed in Egypt to uh, looking ahead a few years to uh, about 11 billion of our taxpayers' money to go into the financing of this to help some of the so-called poor countries in the world. Uh, that's all connected with the 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 great reset etc but the public see it as their money being put in a direction which is questionable and to me that's the argument we need to go down we get people on board then we say well did you know there are wider reasons as to why the government is doing and It's nothing to do with them being concerned about the environment because they couldn't care less about the environment. Um, And, you know, I think we need to separate the fact that there's plenty of people in the freedom movement who are very green, very environmentally orientated, but they don't support some of the climate change nonsense, which is not really related to factual green issues so um it, it's we we've got to look at things of how to get people on board on simple straightforward argument and once they are on board then uh get them more uh informed on the, on the wider issues uh but that, that means we've got to um step up a bit and um go into um areas where we we haven't been we haven't been involved really i mean you know the freedom movement's done some, some tinkering with some bar elections but we've got to uh get serious and if you look at the history of the united kingdom we've only actually had political change when the, the people have risen up and decided that that was going to happen uh so you, you go back to the english civil war um, and then even go uh, to the rise of the Labour Party in the 20th century. There were reasons for that. And there's probably good reasons to have uh, a new political movement now, because the um, established elites have become a a controlled elite and out of touch with the needs of the population. They don't care about the needs of the population, Um, so therefore, uh they need to be replaced and you know you look at lots of places in the world uh governments which are out of touch have been uh, replaced you had Ceausescu's governments in romania there'd be many other examples uh but i think one of the problems with the british people is quite often we can be very complacent and it has to it has to be taken to the final limit before we sort of say right we're gonna do something about this um it, it, it could be uh the freedom issues uh, and of course related to it is the immigration migration situation and the fact that we've now got hotels throughout the country being taken over to house uh
0: it's like- sorry Anthony I'm just going to come in there it's because people don't understand the agenda they think this is just some silly government policy to let all these people in the country. They don't understand this is an agenda that goes back thousands of years. It actually physically does. And if anybody doubts that or wants to educate themselves, you can read about the money system. It goes back to ancient Babylon. In fact, I think there's a pyramid with a sunshine on top for a reason and a and a black sun. It's a fascinating book, this one. But it, it shows you, right? This this book starts off like six thousand years ago. It might even be eight before the bloody well, about the time of the pyramids. And these individuals are not stupid. Well, they're not that smart, but they have a fixed plan and they have stuck to it religiously because they know it works essentially if I had to sum it up in a nutshell they they fight the spiritual battle perfectly but they fight it for the dark side like Darth Vader yes unlike people like us Anthony we're the Luke Skywalker we we believe that it's all about the love okay not and 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 that our 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 place in this multiverse um is just the simple reward of finding out it's just all about love that's it so i mean that brings me on to the freedom movement and i i don't wish to sound at all negative folks and i apologize if that's the way it, it's just i'm a pragmatist i'm very very headstrong i'm also a former royal marines commando so i don't suffer fools and unless we're all on the same hinge sheet understanding what we're facing. That you've got a big club out there that have have been together for for thousands of years. In particular, if you look at the last four hundred years, when they pulled in their esoteric societies and their hidden language, and and the 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 international banking families have all come into this club. They they they're very strong, and like I say, the the issue is. We need cohesion in the freedom movement. We need people to understand it. Sun Tzu, right? The art of war. I reckon if you sat down with old Sun or Mr. Tzu, whatever it is, Zu San, I think he'd probably be called, it'd say, Chris, know your enemy. Yes. If you don't, you are deluded and you are going to lose, 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 lose and clearly in the freedom movement and and what's your enemy it's the spiritual battle or losing it and the big the big club it's their mo is to make people lose the spiritual battle it's to keep people in their ego self it's to keep people full of anger shame bitterness self-resentment public resentment um you know and you can you can physically see it you can see how many people now feel the need to um, oh, tattoo their body from head to toe, and this is not against people with tattoos, folks. I've got tattoos, you know. We've let, let it, it, it's beautiful art, but the point is, you can see how this agenda has got people to feel so insignificant that they're desperate to be loved. They're desperate for attention. Look at me. Look, I'm going to do things through my nose and da da da, da and 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 i'm going to you know shave my hair in this funny way and then i'm going to try and get a mortgage to buy myself a ferrari because then people will love me won't they when they see me driving that down you can see the power of this agenda rather than the opposite or, or the the natural way is to realize we're all actual legends from birth we're beautiful we all love each other that's another thing that's hidden from us people don't hate each other the people in Ukraine sat down in a pub with with the Russians it would be the best piss up in the world and I know because I've been in the military and I've I've traveled 85 countries I've never met a bad person bar a few run-ins with a few people that tried to rob me and that's life the vast majority within 10 minutes you've swapped email address we didn't even have email when i was traveling a lot but you swap addresses and fu- and 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 it's just love and the americans are brilliant at this the most loving bloody race on earth and they're being abused you know and what i'm getting to Anthony, is is the spiritual battle it's so important and it's not friends at home this is not hippy dippy let's hug a fucking tree or something it's it's nothing to do with that it's about understanding that there's that to achieve your self-actualization all that you can be that what what you were what you were put on this planet for or actually put into the multiverse for right is a very simple um uh, understanding and a set of actions and what these sociopaths do is they hide it all from you and instead they hammer you with their mainstream media to make you feel insignificant, unloved, unworthy, da 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 and and angry and bitter. Basing your identity on this sack of skin, which you are not, you're something so much bigger, and setting you up against your fellow man on issues of skin colour, sexuality, gender, all stuff that just does not matter because we're all born perfect and we're all born beautiful. And these guys get this. They're laughing at the human race. They're laughing that we haven't sussed this, right? They control everything. They've lied to us about health. You can see this because even the people that stood out in the last two years and they were heralded as like this respectful scientist is st-. I'm a thick ex Marine. And I can tell you that scientist knows He's just repeating germ theory because he's been indoctrinated it through university, and he wants you to believe there's a bogeyman out there that can. Do, he, he's this. He's a wonderful person. Don't get me wrong, folks. Um, you know, you all know the names. You know the people, but they're all brainwashed. They're all actually supporting the division because they're not telling you the truth because they don't know the truth. They don't know the truth. They don't know holistic health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when we were up there in London, Anthony, you know, we saw it. We saw the people screaming in the policemen's faces. We saw the people going up to innocent tourists, like some American family walking through London with their children. Suddenly they've got some guy, you know, who looks like he hasn't washed in his life, you know, with strange stuff he's done to his screaming in their face. And they just stood there going. I thought England was like a, <laughs> was a was a civilized country. What what of, and what I'm getting to is the division within the freedom movement is so vast and 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 unhelpful because no one understands the spiritual battle. They think it's like about religion or something because that's what we've all been indoctrinated to. You know to, to ignore this stuff and how. Anthony, how can this be rectified? Because you could take 95% of the freedom movement, put them in government, and within three months, folks, they'd all be up in their salaries and we'd be in the same again, right? Because that's called losing the spiritual battle. Power corrupts, power corrupts, absolutely. And, and, Unless we get on the same hinge sheet and we can get people to understand the beauty of winning the spiritual battle of not living with this bitterness and hatred, instead of screaming at officer, just going up saying, "Listen, I really respect what you do. I hope one day you can respect what I'm doing." You know, this is the way that we we tried to behave as veterans when we were you know all the eyes were on us we couldn't be seen to be screaming at people and 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 holding placards saying this that or that so sorry i've gone on a bit there anthony but you can tell i'm passionate about this because i understand it and very few people very few people do um
1: well i i think um chris what what you said there uh when you look at this again Uh, you'll find you've summarised the situation very well as to how to put across this issue of a division and what the spiritual battle is all about. And um, I I think it's worth even putting those two or three sections into paragraphs and sending them out to people because I think they summed up a very wide picture very well uh but I think um, you are right that uh within the freedom movement on the issue of protests uh we have had some people who have been antagonistic towards the police and indeed sometimes the members of the public um I don't think that applies to the majority um but Um, You know, in some of the freedom groups, the the spiritual issue is quite strong, and in others, it's it's less so. Um, But um, I I think part of the problem is that some people perceive that if you spend too much time on the spiritual side, you're not going to be having enough time on the practical protest side. But I think you can encompass the two together that when you are protesting, the spiritual part is within you, within your within your approach to protesting and how you deal with other people. And I must admit that I've seen some marvellous examples of freedom protesters showing love to people who oppose them. And I think it's a very effective, um, uh weapon to use because it is very disarming and um of course um you know one of the problems we've we've got in society is even with some of the christian denominations they've been taken over from within so uh that say with um say the messages of jesus christ and seven, seven on the mount and other parts of the New Testament, where um, you know showing love to other people is one of the paramount um, parts of Christianity, uh, that seems to have been put to one side. And certainly, we saw uh, with a lot of the the Christian denominations with their approach over
0: COVID,
1: uh, it was a very anti-Christian approach. Uh, but ironically, now. I've seen on some of the Church of England publications uh, starting to say they made mistakes during COVID. Because remember, they were shutting shirts down, making people wear masks, and even making people have tests and all this sort of thing. Um, so they were behaving uh in the way the status would have wanted them to behave. Um so um I think. Uh, this this issue of, um, you know, love can conquer all is perhaps the best message, uh, which can be used to win the spiritual
0: mm. battle. Anthony, can I just come in and explain? Because I do realise there'll be there'll be people listening now that just have no clue. They think it's about, I, I'll say it again, being hippy dippy and going and hugging. It, it's not about that. Friends at home. It's about what you put out is a representation of where you are at in your life. So when you're running up and screaming at a policeman, what you're essentially saying is, "Look, I'm a very damaged individual. I'm full of pain. I'm suffering, and I'm I'm seeking to offset that in life wherever I can. I'm going to be on the keyboard. This guy's no, you bloody dickhead! You did it." You... It's only when you fight the spiritual battle, which means being a true warrior, harder than any of our servicemen and women, police, for etc. Harder than our special forces. They they just do a job, you know, got to pass a few tests, not 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 dismissing them in any what I'm saying is there's lots of service personnel in the world. There's very few spiritual warriors because it you've you've got to love yourself. And so few people actually do because the system, this agenda that goes back thousands of years, has specifically targeted you to make you hate yourself. And as a representation of hating yourself, you put that hatred out in the world, which is why you get people arguing over skin color or who they fancy. This guy fancies a bloke, this bloke fancies. Uh, 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 who cares right and so it's only when we can get to a position where you realize in this set of molecules because we we actually live forever we are the universe experiencing itself but in this set of molecules you get one life it's too short not to love yourself through right and once you find that inner peace and love and you 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 do it through making a connection with the all, and realizing you are everything. Anthony is me, and I am Anthony. With the universe, very cleverly through through development, I'm not even going to use the word evolution has has come to create these two forms of itself that can actually talk. It's so blimmin' clever. But until you can realize that Anthony is me and I am Anthony, then you can't love each other because I love Anthony because he's just a manifestation of, of the all of the everything. And so am I. So I want the best for Anthony. I want him to go out this afternoon and, and meet the person of his dreams or win the jackpot or whatever will make him feel a sense of peace and contentment because he's me and he will want the same for me and when you get to that point in your life you haven't got time for bitterness and hatred and you're no longer putting putting it out and if you don't put out fear bitterness hatred anger did these elites can't control you they 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 become powerless they become powerless um and you know we had this a lot in the freedom movement yeah chris well words loving people's really not well you'd be surprised because let's be honest you ain't gonna go and form an army and do anything are you you just give it all that because you watch too much war movies and play too much call of duty you're not actually going to do anything are you if you are go down no i'm not suggesting people do this folks but go on go and take out your local police station with your Well, you can take a spatula or something, are you? And send us some photos and we will come on the podcast and tell us how it went. You ain't going to do that, are you? Because let's be honest, you're you're too scared because you don't want to do 30 years in prison and say goodbye to your family. So that clearly that way isn't going to work, is it? But the spiritual way, which does work, works really well. You don't even have to leave the chair that you're sat in. It's a decision that, ah, yeah, I'm gonna actually love myself from today onwards. I'm gonna forgive myself for all the stupid shit I've done in the past. And I'm gonna forgive everyone else.
1: That that's a, a good message, Chris, because you say you're going to forgive everyone else. Uh goes on to the subject of there's been this debate lately about uh a Covid amnesty about whether we should give an amnesty to those people in authority and others who have committed crimes against their fellow humans in terms of what they did during the Covid-19 crisis whether it was vaccines or other issues um and of course um should there be an amnesty or should they be judged by their their fellow citizens as having not you know that 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 there perhaps shouldn't be an amnesty or, or do you think um they should be given an amnesty and given an opportunity to make amends
0: what an absolutely fantastic debate right that's the first thing, talk, isn't it? We need to talk about these things, not jump to anger and, and da-da. Um, there's so many factors in this, Anthony, right? And even though I say love and forgiveness and work, we still need to be held accountable for our actions. And there's it, it falls into a few categories in this, doesn't it? It probably falls into infinite categories, but... You've got the actual controllers who know exactly what they're doing. They don't care if you and I live or die. And I don't care about that, but I do care about the children. They know, I've got to be careful what I say here, but they know off the back of their actions, many will get hurt for life or even die. Do they need to be brought to account? apps of freaking lootly they do, you know? Then you get the people that knew it was wrong, but they went along with it because of fear. That's a toughie to make a decision on, isn't it? Because that could be, that could be the person that you share a house with, a, a relationship with. You know? I had to have the conversation with friends out there that I love dearly and say, Oi, you brought a child into this world. What the are you doing wearing that stupid thing but chris it just makes it easier shush you're enslaving your child by going along this when you know it's wrong you know you know it's wrong sometimes in life you have to stand up to the fear and do you know what when you do that you find there's the fear is doesn't exist unless you think a spotty 16 year old shelf stacker in lidl Going, excuse me. Why are you not? If, if you're afraid of, and, and I get it. People are because we've all been so damaged. We've all been so, so we've been put in flight or flight or whole life. So you've got that. Then of course you've got people that were just naive. You know, how many of us have have had an upset with a family member because in their mind, how can you say this procedure is not necessary? Don't you know history? yeah i just actually know it better than you you know and and they i mean you know i'm thinking of a particular person in the medical you know they've been they 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 cannot they rocked up to a funeral of one of our family members even a little one you know it it just utter 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 indoctrination well even though they've caused pain in my life and even though it's really sad to see that they're going to a funeral and they're not singing because they've got their underpants on their face it's not their fault they're just utterly brainwashed by the system so we're gonna we're gonna take them to nuremberg as well it's a difficult one anthony isn't it do do i think the orchestrators of this well yeah because they've they have physically hurt and killed people that i love um and i think there needs to be a consequence of that
1: but then, of course there's the um people in the medical profession who um you know if they haven't uh abided by their own Hippocratic oath and if they haven't ensured there's proper informed consent or if they've gone along with um vaccine mandates when it hasn't even been in individuals interests um i mean there's been the example of matt hoy of ub 40 who um got sacked by his group uh because he wouldn't have the vaccine but he had a definite medical background as to why he shouldn't be having uh the covid vaccine Hmm. um you know when you have issues of forcing I suppose that's another uh, example of where uh, it would be the correct thing to do to have um, an assessment and judgment. But I, I do, as I you get where you're coming from, that there would be instances where people had been in the wrong, uh, but you would decide not to um, exercise judgment. And I suppose there would be similarities to the way the way they did it at Durhamberg, but obviously we got different circumstances. Um, but I think, that, as you said, your your message is that uh, just because you're a whole spiritual being uh, with with true awareness and love for your fellow humanity, it doesn't mean to say that you can't be. Um, call to account if you've got crimes against your fellow citizens
0: Anthony, it's such an interesting one because and I, i'm not like i'm not going to say i ascribe to this philosophy or whatever i'm, ju- I'm just putting it out there because it's fascinating just just discuss these things but one would say that let's just take a figure like yashua who people think is jesus but it, that's another thing again so you've got yashua there He's reached such a high, he's vibration at such a high level. He's become, he's understood that he's universe itself. He called it his father. You know this this thing that brought. It's more than unity. You know, they, they call it in 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 ancient esoteric terms. They call it the all because nothing can be outside of the all because it obviously goes on for eternity and etc. But anyway, there's the notion that that to get as high up in this to reach the enlightenment where possibly you don't get kicked back down and have to live your life all over again i'm not saying i believe in that but this is like you know this is hinduism isn't it um but you get to such a level where you literally have to detach your emotional connection to those people around you so a silly example and this is just awful but you know, if stormtroopers come in your house, wiped out your family and left you sitting on the sofa, when they left, you'd have to go, they haven't gone anywhere, just gone back to the universe. they will change form now. They've become other beautiful forms of life. And I wish these guys all, you know, I wish them all the love in the world. You know, that is the, the highest level of spirituality i i haven't got there obviously i'm too too freaking angry with with life and i'm and i'm not you know i'm human so i i fail a lot i'm not very very far from perfect but it's a fascinating you know at what stage in this process do you stop and go you know i mean you know it, it like i say when the one of the people that you love the most in on this planet that means so much to you and you and they've been hurt by people. I even as I sit here now, if I could meet them face to face, I don't know what I would do. You know, you know what I'm getting at, folks. I can't say it obviously in a podcast, but you know the scenario I'm painting, if if I think there'd be a big part of me who went, you know, probably did something quite serious. Um this that this it's criminality it's such an enormous scale that people can't see it but it is criminality at the end of the day it's a huge criminal club um much love to you and your family anthony and to everybody out there big special thank you to the everyone that's fighting for the children's freedom um folks we're about peace love kindness empathy understanding on 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 this show and uh please bear that in mind when you make your comments if you can like and subscribe that would be great and i've said enough we'll see you soon thank you
1: very much in agreement with that
0: all the best chris thank you thanks anthony friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast please like subscribe and share and don't forget to follow me on social media Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.